0: I want you to take your Bibles to the book of Numbers, chapter 13. I'll start in 13 and we'll move on. I'm going to do an expositional explanation. Exposition is a big word for to explain. That's all it means, really, to explain. Try to give you the sense or the meaning of what God's talking about in this passage. Not all of it, but some of it, for sure. I want, the title of the message is, and I preached this message before, about 11, 12 years ago, and I want to do it again. It's called The Ineffectiveness of Signs and Wonders. <clears throat> there are groups in Christianity today that would like you to believe that we're in a new wave of miracles, a new wave of wonders and miracles. And they want to say that this is happening right now. This is, they call it the third wave. I don't know where they get all that, but they believe that that these signs and wonders are causing people to believe. There's some real problems with their claims. The question I want to pose before you, before we go through this passage is, do signs and wonders cause people to believe? Do signs and wonders cause people to believe. Now, before I go any further, i got to get this spot out of my glasses because this is really bothering me. It doesn't take much to bother me. I've been up here
1: swatting flies. Oh.
0: Every kind of thing. I've had an itch on my back, had to turn around and itch it on the corner of the pulpit. Anybody that's preached for a long time knows everything and everything happens to you. You come up in the pulpit. I mean, it's just crazy. But you just keep moving. God comes. We're praying for God to come today. Let's have a word if we could. Heavenly Father, please come, overcome all the infirmities, and show yourselves strong. <clears throat> excuse me, show yourself strong in our behalf. <clears throat> we need you.
1: And Father, we just pray the day we learn the lessons of this. Faith alone in Christ alone. In Jesus' name, amen. The children of Israel had by The greatest miracles ever to be done, ever to be done, had been,
0: if I may say, thrust out of Egypt, the greatest power in the world. There was no way Egypt was going to let them go. They were doing, they were mowing all their lawns, trimming their hedges, doing all their servile work, they were washing their cars, they were painting their houses, they were building their houses, they were doing their roofing. Sounds like America, doesn't it? And there was about two and a half million of them. They weren't going anywhere. They didn't want them to go anywhere. God says, God through Moses says, let my people go. They may serve me. And so God, through these 10 great miracles, and most of you are very familiar with them, thrust them out. They were about a year, year and a half. They went to Mount Sinai, got the law of God, saw the power of God. They saw the power of God. They saw the raw power of God like no generation ever has seen it and never has seen it since then. Unbelievable. You read through the account of the Pentateuch and you're like, what in the world? Surely this would be the greatest generation that ever lived. Surely it would.
1: If signs and wonders are effective at creating faith,
0: if signs and wonders cause people to believe, then that generation would have been the greatest generation to ever walked the planet. Most of you have read the Old Testament well enough and long enough to know that they failed absolutely miserably. Caleb and Joshua really the only two of them out of the whole group that made it, and the 20 and under. This group that saw all this, experienced all this,
1: they had like no faith.
0: So let's start in chapter 13. God sent, let me give it a little more background. They came out of Egypt. With the mighty hand of God, they crossed the Red Sea. They saw the bodies of the Egyptian soldiers and everything float up on the shore. God had destroyed them at the Red Sea. They went to Mount Sinai, got the law of God, and then eventually they made their way up to a place called Kadesh Barnea. Now Kadesh Barnea is in the is south of Beersheba, if you've been to Beersheba. if you never been there, have you? I've been to Beersheba. it's in the very southern part of Israel. South of Beersheba, quite a ways, actually. And so from that Place in Kadesh Barnea, they they were to enter into this promised land that they had heard so much about when they were over in Egypt. And Moses said, God wants you to take you to a land with it's just flowing with milk and honey. It's just great, tremendous. You just want to be there. You'll be free. Every man sitting under his own vine, his own fig tree and vine. He'll be just. He'll be. He'll be free. He'll be an entrepreneur, be able to make his own food. Great. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Cana, this promised land, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one, I want you to notice that in verse 2 of chapter 13, a ruler among them. So these were not just somebody out of the tribe that they didn't have faith in. These were people they had high degree of character. A high degree of faith. These were leaders. These were rulers. They didn't get that way all of a sudden. It was a period of time they had to earn that by their behavior. So they knew these people were reliable people. They knew these people had character. These were 12 very reliable, very character-driven individuals that were old enough to know better than what happened for sure. But he said, he said, pick 12 of them. They were given specific instructions to go into this land, this promised land, and search out the geography, the military power of the people that were there, and the agricultural ability of the land, which they did. Now, you would think that they had a bunch of excitement build up, having been out in the desert all this time uh, in not a nice place. And they had no they were getting ready to go into the promised land, they would have been excited that they were gonna just get ready to no more have no more tent living, no more manna only. They were about right up in here with manna. You would be too. Hey, name the same name any meal you just think's the greatest meal you ever ate, and have it every day for a year, see how you do. Everybody, most of you, about hit up hit about a month of the same thing. Like I can't stand this stuff. I'm ready to throw this stuff up. I can't take it anymore. Don't be too hard on them. The manna was beautiful. It was like Krispy Kreme donuts, hot off of the off the conveyor belt. Which I've eaten them when they fall off conveyor belt. I grab you, grab one, and eat it. It's phenomenal. It's like manna. But to be honest with you, if I ate that every day, I would pretty soon be saying I can't even stand to look at a Krispy Kreme donut anymore. But pretty soon they were getting ready to get rid of the manna, these clothes that wouldn't wear out, and you know the women were suffering during the, during this period of time. They they had these clothes and 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 they uh, didn't have any. They hadn't been shopping in a year. They hadn't bought a brand new pair of shoes in a year, girls they had been drinking just water no Coca-Cola no Pepsi no nothing else just water that's all they drank just water and they had they were living in a dust bowl and I can hear the women now dust dust everywhere in my hair everywhere the promised land should have been looking good to these people now think try to get in their shoes a little bit looking good we finally come to Kadesh Barnea. Woo! God sends twelve people, leaders, character driven people, uh proven good folks that love God and want to do right. And he says, Send these people in the land, look out, look at the, over the geography, look at the military, look at the agriculture. They brought they brought a cluster of grapes back that two guys had to carry. I mean, what in the world? Now they hadn't had grapes in over a year. You think they devoured that cluster of grapes? I think they ate that whole cluster of grapes, man. They grabbed that thing and said, this is the greatest stuff I've never had anything taste so good in my life. They had seen water turn into blood. They had seen frogs and lice and flies and cattle and boils and hail and locusts and darkness and every firstborn of Egypt die. They had seen God come. They would experienced, by the way, they experienced the first three of these, the blood, frogs, and lice. Then God spared them from the rest of them and they uh they have seen God's hand, they've seen uh the Egyptians, by the way, I might say this about the first three miracles of those ten that God did in front of them. The Egyptians copied
1: legitimately, copied the first three the
0: power of witchcraft. don't you say witchcraft has no power? Don't you say the devil can't do miracles? I've heard preachers try to him the devil can he can do miracles. He can do real miracles. He has power that God has given him and he can, he can use it in a certain way. It was limited, but I mean when they made frogs come out of the water and lice come out of the dust, that's pretty good. Also, they duplicated the snakes, threw their pole down, and snake turned into a snake. That'd be big. That impressed most people. So they saw God make a curtain of fire at night so they could see at night and, and uh, a cloud in, in the daytime lead them. Then, when the Egyptians came for them, they put, the, they put the fire between them and the Egyptians. They put the cloud between them and the Egyptians. They had witnessed a Red Sea divide. They walked across on dry ground. The Bible says the water stood up as walls on one side and the other. Now you say, how'd that happen? You don't, I don't know how it happened. That's what a miracle's about. It was miraculous. The God who made nature can change nature. They saw those walls. They walked across on dry land. They got on the other side. Egyptians following them, and God collapsed those walls of water on them and killed them all. They saw the Egyptians dead. They had eaten this man, as I said before. Can you think of any greater signs that could have been manifested to anybody? Let's go down to verse... Twenty-seven. The twelve spies returned. Verse thir- chapter thirteen, verse twenty-seven. And they told him, and said, We came into the land whither thou sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. This is the fruit of it. They all agreed that the fruit was great. So we get the majority report. The ten of these men had a, had got together and, and agreed to make a report and it was we'll call it the majority report. In verse 28, Nevertheless, the people be strong, that dwell in the land, the cities be walled, very great. Moreover, they saw the children of Anak, that's the giants there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Then you get the minority report. That's Caleb and Joshua. Verse 30, Caleb stealed the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We are not able, that's the minority report again, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. They had no faith. And they brought up an evil report of the land, verse 32. They had searched under the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it. It is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people we saw are in it are men of great stature. And there we saw giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our sight as grasshoppers, and we were in their sight as we were in their sight.
1: I got to say, I got to stop here in verse 33 and say, hello. Is anybody home? What What about all those signs and
0: wonders? What, whatever happened to the God that did all those signs and wonders and just destroyed the greatest nation on earth? Way greater, way greater than these people. I would people tell me through the years, if God would appear to me and do some sort of sign to me, I'd believe. I believe they're wrong. Now let's go to chapter 14, verse 6. And Joshua, the son of Nun, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent his clothes. They rent their clothes. That was a sign of extreme upset. They were mad. They couldn't believe that this majority report went against going. They spake unto the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which passed through, search it, is an exceeding good land had eyes of faith. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us in a land which flows with milk and honey. Only rebel ye not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them.
1: And the Lord is with us. Fear them not. The difference between No faith
0: and faith. These ten are looking at the same thing that these two are looking at. But One has no
1: faith. One has faith. And that's
0: you and me. We're going to come up against some giants in your life. You're going to come up against some resistance in your life that looks overwhelming. But if you have faith in God, you'll say, it's a piece of cake. Because if God be
1: for us, who really can be against us?
0: Look at what at verse 10, 1410. All the congregation made stone them with stones. <laughs> wow. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, and this is an amazing statement here. These next two verses, verse 11 and 12, you ought to mark them in your book. How long will this people provoke me, and how long will it be ere they believe me? Even God said, for all the signs which I have
1: showed among them. I will smite them with pestilence and disinherit them and will make of thee, that's Moses, a great nation mightier than they. There have been very few people, maybe no other people on earth, given a better offer than what Moses just was given.
0: George Washington, one of the first presidents of the United States, do you know? I went to his house and took the tour and did that whole thing. Did you know they offered him the kingship of America? They said he could be king of America because they were used to kings. They had King George. They came out of kingship. They weren't real used to democracy. Democracy was a brand new idea, really, not tested, but kingship was tested. And so, George was such a good president. They offered him a third term. He said, I will not take it. They wanted, some people wanted him to be king. And he stepped down. How many men? What what kind of character did that tell you George Washington had? What kind of character do you think Moses had when he was offered by God? I will disinherit these bunch of unbelievers, these bunch of people who won't believe no matter how many signs I throw in front of them, no matter what I do for them, they're not going to believe me. They're like the children that I destroyed before at the flood. They're just people that will not believe. And he says, I'll disinherit them. I'll give pestilence. We'll take you rid- and I'll just raise up a, by the way, time's nothing with God. I'll raise up a whole nother nation, evidently keep Moses alive, possibly that whole time. That would that would have been doable seeing that Methuselah lived 965 years, God can do that, no problem.
1: Moses says no. No. I go to the New Testament. In John chapter 20, verse 29.
0: Faith does not come by signs and wonders. if this little section of the Bible here in chapter 13 and 14 of Numbers doesn't teach you that, what what would teach you that? Jesus' words to Thomas, by the way, don't be hard on Thomas. They call him Doubting Thomas. God forbid, that's that's not in the Bible. And he really, really all Thomas ever wanted was what the rest of the disciples had already had. They had seen Jesus. They had already seen him. Thomas was gone somewhere else, never saw Jesus. By the way, Jesus was going to ask these 11 people to lay their lives down for him. And if you're asked to lay your life down for somebody, it would be nice to have what what they got. When So Jesus appears to Thomas finally. In verse 29, Jesus said to him, Thomas, basically he told he told Thomas, put your hands in my, in the holes, in, put your hands and finger in the hole of my hand and put your uh, hand in the my hole in my side here where they put the spear. And he said, he believed. He said, my Lord, my God. But Jesus says here in verse 29, an amazing statement Thomas, because thou hast seen, thou hast believed. Yeah, that's true. What said are they that have not seen and yet have believed?
1: That's you and me. I'm
0: more blessed than Thomas, which was an apostle. You're more blessed than Thomas, which was an apostle. He believed because he saw. But you're here today by the grace of God because you believe. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. He's not pleased with you believing because you saw. He's pleased with you believing because you haven't seen. Glory to God. Trust in Him. Go to Matthew chapter 12, verse 38 and 39. He says to the scribes and Pharisees, They said to him, in verse 38 there in chapter 12, they said uh, to Jesus, uh, Master, we would see signs from thee. We would see a sign from thee. They always wanted a sign. Show us some sort of sign. And we got a group today, the same thing. They want signs. They want wonders. They want something, something, God, do something spectacular for us. And he answered them and said, and evil. An adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign given to it but the sign of the prophet of Jonah, Jonas, which was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, which was a sign of the resurrection. Jesus said the only sign that you're going to get is the sign of the resurrection. If you don't believe because of the resurrection, you're not going to believe. You're not getting any other sign. That's the only sign you're going to get. And if you're out here looking for some other sign, If you're wanting God to stand by the end of your bed and some angel will come to you and touch you or something, uh, you may wait a long time. In fact, you probably never will have that happen. But if you'll believe that for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you'll believe that, and in simple childlike faith, call
1: out to the Lord Jesus to save you, He will.
0: There have been three major miracle periods in the Bible. The first one came when the dispensation of law came around through Moses. That was Moses and Aaron. They did great miracles. They had a lot of great miracles during that period of time. Then you had a great time of apostasy, falling away of Israel. You have Elijah and Elisha. Then you have the dispensation of grace, the great miracle period of Jesus and the apostles. And there were really twelve apostles, I believe Paul was the twelfth apostle, calling on a due season and he had he had uh, he had been taught directly by Jesus, he'd been given certain powers to to heal people and to help people, and they exercised those powers, but when the apostles died out, those miracles stopped, and they died out. Not that God can't still do a miracle here or there and yon, but not anything like the miracle period of Jesus and the apostles. You say, Brother Bill, there's healers. In our day, there's people who can heal.
1: Are there? Why are they not down to the
0: hospital where the sick people are? Why do they have to call a rally and take a big offering? Why are they flying in $20 million jets?
1: That's not the example of the Bible.
0: You know what's phony baloney. You people that watch professional wrestling, no, they're not really hitting each other that way. I mean, come on. Now, they're still throwing each other. You take a guy from over the top of your head and throw him down anywhere, that's real. But, I mean, that hitting mean, him. If you did, my dad was a boxer, he said, he watched a little bit of that wrestling. He'd say, son, if you hit a guy like that, you'd kill him.
1: I probably just broke the bubble of somebody.
0: There's going to be another major period of miracle working. There's going to be another one. It's not now. We're not in it. But there's one coming in the tribulation period. You don't want to be in it. Tribulation period, seven years of unbridled, unbridled, unparalleled tribulation come upon the earth. There's 21 judgments that God himself is going to put upon this earth in consecutive order from 1 to 21. Uh, there's going to be two witnesses put brought up for three and a half years that can do all kinds of miracles. There's going to be angels flying through heaven uh, declaring the glorious gospel of God uh, to the people of earth. They're going to be flying through heaven declaring the glory of and, and the gospel of God. There's going to be 144,000 a, a male virgin Jews that are going to be ordained and sealed by God to be witnesses throughout the whole planet and they're going to have certain abilities that nobody else has. Let me tell you, that's going to be a period of miracle working but you don't want to be in it.
1: Faith alone
0: in Christ alone. People that believe and seek signs who believe, in my experience, are unstable and often fall away. When the signs stop, they stop. It reminds me uh, in John chapter 6, verse 2, and a great multitude followed him, that was Jesus, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them, that were diseased. When Jesus fed the 5,000, when the food stopped, they stopped. When the miracles stopped, they stopped. When Jesus was being crucified and and being judged before the group in Jerusalem, which, by the way, had people from Galilee. There were a lot of people from Galilee were there. Where were those people that saw those miracles? Where were those people that ate that bread and fish that he died? Why weren't they lifting their voices up and protesting? This is an innocent man. This is an innocent man. But no, all you heard was crucify him,
1: crucify him.
0: Galatians 3, 6, it says, Abraham believed God and was counted to him for righteousness. That's what I want it to be said of me. Bill Lytell believed God. Bill Lytell believed God and was counted for him for righteousness. That's what you want to hear, Tom Gillespie. Tom Gillespie, and all that Tom Gillespie accomplished in his life, the biggest thing he ever did was he believed God. And it was counted to him for righteousness. Quit seeking signs and wonders. Quit asking asking people to get slain in the spirit and all that other stuff. Quit quit saying, I got to see something. For an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there will not be a sign given to it except the resurrection. You believe in the resurrection? You believe Jesus died, was buried, and the third day broke the bands of death and was resurrected? I do.
1: I believe, Lord. I believe.
0: I believe. I like Hebrews 11:13 says these all died in faith. Most Christian, most born again believers through history have not seen any kind of miraculous sign. By far majority It says, they all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, they were persuaded of them, and they embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. Why? They walked by faith. And you're not going to please God more than walking by faith. Remember Jesus' words in John chapter 20, verse 29. Blessed are they that believe and have not seen. Man, we're more blessed than the apostles? Yes. We believers back here. When we get to heaven, well, maybe a, maybe Peter will come up to you and say, Are you one of those people that believed and you never saw Jesus? You never saw a miracle? You never saw uh, the blind receive their sight by you never you never saw him walking on the water like I did. You know, Peter. And he'll say, Man, you believed in Jesus by faith? You went through all the struggles of life. By faith? Yeah. By the grace of God we'd have. By the grace of God we have. By the grace of God we will.
1: We will. Don't you be fooled by the circus. Simply believe the promises are in the book. Believe the word of God for what it says. Cling to the sweet faith that the Holy Spirit has allowed you to have. And say, Lord, I believe. Help thy unbelief.
0: Our Father in heaven, we pray in the name of Jesus that you come this morning. You forgive us where we have
1: We've gotten weak in faith. Sometimes we've in our hearts we've longed to see some sign
0: wonder, some some miracle. But oh God, we don't want to be like those Pharisees and Sadducees, Herodians, who kept saying, Show us a sign, show us a sign, show us a sign. We believe without seeing those signs. And you've confirmed our faith with the blessed Holy Spirit, witnessing with our spirit that we are part of your children. Thank you for that.
1: Thank you for confirming with us, with the blessed Holy Spirit and the word
0: of God. That's enough. Father, there'll be some here without Christ this morning. They just need to simply believe the promises and believe the book when it says that you can be saved through faith in Christ. Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. I believe. Come now, in Jesus' name.